0: Hi, lovely lady. Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I am your host, Stephanie Clarice, and this is a short, encouraging podcast for moms who want to love God, love his holy word, and love their family. How does that sound? Are you ready to start your 500 Seconds to Joy? Then let's dive into today's episode. This is a timely episode, friends. I'm recording this... On the day that Roe v. Wade was overturned and wow, I am just so grateful to God that unborn babies are being protected and my guest today, Abby Johnson, you've probably heard of her and she is not afraid to be countercultural. She's always been fiercely determined to help women in need And she left a career with Planned Parenthood to then become an outspoken advocate for the pro-life movement. Today, Abby is the founder of Pro Love Ministries and also And Then There Were None, which is actually a ministry designed to assist abortion clinic workers in transitioning out of the industry. And I just think that really speaks to her strong sense of mercy and that's why she wrote this new book called Fierce Mercy, daring to live out God's compassion in bold and practical ways. This book is incredible, friends. It's really powerful. And it really speaks to how God's mercy is for each of us, no matter what you've done, no matter what your past is like. And Abby and I talk about God's mercy. We talk about so many Incredible things in this interview, and I actually wanted to start do something a little different this time, and start this episode after I, you know, talk to you about what this um, interview is about. Start it with a meditation on mercy, a meditation on Hebrews four sixteen, because I truly believe we all need to be meditating on God's mercy more, and I really believe Abby Johnson is the perfect person to have on the show to talk about God's mercy. She's personally experienced it and she's experienced it so many times within her organization and then there were none and she just really truly lives out this call to be merciful to others and she just really eloquently explains how God is calling us to be mercy to others and to really start in our own home and she has so much encouragement for moms. I really believe you're going to be inspired and take so much away from this conversation I had with Abby. So let's get into the meditation and then we're going to hear from pro-life speaker and author, Abby Johnson. Hebrews chapter four, verse 16 Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews 4, 16. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We are all in need dear friend and the Lord is inviting us to confidently draw closer to him he is full of mercy no matter what you have done in your past no matter the choices you have made you can say sorry to God you can receive forgiveness and mercy St. Faustina if you don't know about her look into her life and just know that she is the one who brought the message of divine mercy to the world to our modern day world and it's an incredible message really the gist of it is that god he is pouring out mercy upon us his heart has mercy flowing out of us out of him for us his mercy is new every morning like it says in the bible And his mercy never ends. So we can confidently draw closer to him. He will give us mercy. He is mercy. You will find rest with him, friend. You will find peace. And you can trust that he will have mercy on you. We are all sinners. And we need his divine grace and mercy. And you can trust in that today. So carry this with you in your heart all day today, and as you listen to this conversation with pro-life advocate, Abby Johnson. Hey, Abby, welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm happy to have you here on the podcast.
1: Well, hi. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's such a joy to have you. As I said, I've been a fan of yours for a long time, and I bet a lot of people know Um, The name Abby Johnson. (laughs) And I'm just so excited to talk about your new book. This is an excellent book, Fierce Mercy Daring to Live Out God's Compassion in Bold and Practical Ways. Let's just jump right into the conversation because we keep it short and sweet for the moms listening here. Can you share with us why you believe God's mercy, God's fierce mercy, is for all women? So, every woman listening, It's for them. God's first mercy is for them. And then how have you personally experienced that mercy? Because you left the abortion industry and became a champion for the unborn. And I know you experienced his mercy in a deep and powerful way. And so can you just speak to first how all women are meant to receive his mercy and then how you personally have received that mercy?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I just know... I was just actually thinking about this this morning, um, how I wanted to make a, a post on my social media today. I was thinking about being a mom and just how amazing it is to be a mom. And um, I was actually thinking just, you know, you have a lot of moms that listen and I was
0: mm-hmm.
1: laying there this morning with my two year old and I was thinking, Oh my gosh, I got such a good night's sleep last night. And, um, nice. And I was like praising God for that because that is not usually my night. um usually I have like I have twin I have four year old twins and I have a two year old and usually they're all in bed with me um, and I my husband, and I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like what a glorious night of sleep I had last night. And um, I was like thanking God for it. but then like my two year old was like snuggled up with me and he had like his hand on my arm and he was like rubbing my arm and um, and I was just like thanking God for you know, yes, that great night of sleep, but I was always, I I was also like thanking him for my children. And, and you know what, I was thanking him for like the bad nights of sleep too, because the bad nights of sleep are because of the amazing children that he's given me. And, and I was just like thinking what an honor it is to be able to, you know, thank God through the good and the bad and, and, you know, or, or not the bad, but like the hard, you know, and, and, you know, definitely being a woman, being a mother, there are certainly challenging times. There are hard times. And, um, in our world today, there are, you know, so many challenging times in front of us. Um, you know, definitely as parents as well, as we are trying to raise our children to be, you know, little holy warriors for Christ. And, um, But I was just thinking, wow, you know, thank you, God, for your mercy, because we don't always get it right. I don't always get it right. You know, definitely as a parent, I don't always get it right. Um, But he continues to show us mercy in all things. And so I was laying there with my kid and he's like rubbing my arm, you know, his little cute little fingers, you know, and everything. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yes. you know, thank you God for the mercy of our children. Um, you know, he sort of shows us mercy a lot of times through our children. And, um, and I, I think about my own life just in that way that, you know, I'm, I'm a woman who's had two abortions. I'm a woman who helped to facilitate over 22,000 abortions. And yet he has given me the blessing of eight children. And that just goes to show you that God wastes nothing. And so I think as women, we sometimes really, we carry burdens. We, We carry them. We carry a very heavy load. And sometimes we carry a heavy load from our past. And we'll say, you know, well, I did this in my past, or we we really compare. You know, we look at social media, we look at our neighbor, we look at our friends, we're like, oh, I wish I was better at this. I wish I was like this person. I wish I kept my house like this person. I wish I could decorate like this person. I wish I always had my laundry done like this person or, you That's know, whatever it may be. I wish I looked like this person. I wish I you know, didn't have as much weight on my body as this person or, you know, whatever we, we carry such a heavy load, but God says, you know, you are my chosen daughter and you, you don't have to carry that load, you know, give that load to me. And, you know, you don't have to carry those burdens and his mercy is for all of us. His mercy has, has been, um, you know, his mercy has been for me, it's for everybody. And that's what is so incredibly beautiful about him. And it just shows how much he loves each and every one of us.
0: It's so true. And a part of your book that I, I love, you talk about how, you know, mercy is, is not our nature. It's actually God's nature. And, and when we experience that mercy um, through our children, it's this echo of of god's mercy and it's like you you feel as if you don't deserve it and you know everything jesus has done for us is just this incredible gift and and same with our children like you're saying it is something to be grateful for and to think about wow what a gift what a gift i have i i don't deserve this but god gives that to me because he loves me and you know he he's full of mercy each and every day. His mercies are new every morning, and it's so helpful. Like you said, as parents, man, I I miss the mark every day, so many times a day, <laughs> so many times. Yeah, and you I and need both, sister. Right? I need <laughs> mercy from God. I need mercy from my children, from my husband, and that's why when we look to him, we see mercy. You know, we see love this is holy week that we're recording this and you know what a great example of true love there's no greater love than to lay down our life for our friend and we are called his friends and so no matter what we've done like you're saying you you have this past where where you had two abortions and now and you facilitated thousands of abortions and now here you are speaking for those who cannot speak for themselves speaking for the unborn letting people know hey this this is not okay we're standing up against abortion we are standing for life we are becoming a culture of life and so that's just a an incredible testimony of how god his mercy Has not only transformed you, but then all the women you speak to, the men you speak to, I mean, the families that you've touched. So it's just such a testimony to God and just His great mercy for all of us. And here's something that is really special about this book you talk about how God, in His great mercy, loves the victim and the victimizer. So I think this is where there's some controversy. This is where you speak to those who've been in the abortion industry and you know your organization it's all about reaching out to those in the abortion industry and helping them see the light see see what they're doing and call them into god's mercy so let's talk about that because that is something different than what others are doing in the pro-life world and And people have joined you, which praise God they have, because it's just a testament to how we can love the victim and the victimizer. So let's talk about that a little bit, Abby. Yeah. So about 10 years
1: ago, um, I started an organization called And Then There Were Done, and we have helped uh, over 615 abortion clinic workers leave the industry and um, find you know, hope and life and redemption outside of that, you know, terrible work environment. And it's been really beautiful. It's been really amazing. We've seen so many miracles happen. We've seen, you know, uh, the doors of abortion clinics shut down permanently. We've seen so many lives changed, babies saved, um, you know, souls converted. And it's just been fabulous, it's been fantastic. And, um, But I think, you know, anytime, and I I say this because this is, this is just human nature. Anytime there is a, a, you know, a a human tragedy and abortion is undoubtedly, undisputably the largest human tragedy we've ever seen in our world. Yes. People look for someone to blame. That's very, Mm -hmm. very natural. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the pro-life movement, I think for many, many years, they were looking for someone to blame. And instead of looking at the industry as a whole, you know, and saying, oh, this industry is so corrupt, it's so vile. They looked at individual workers and they said, they are vile. They, you know, these people are terrible. Um, they, you know, as individuals are monsters, they are evil. And, and so we ended up sort of like dehumanizing people. And then we ended up, doing to the abortion clinic worker what we had accused the abortion clinic worker of doing to the pre-born child and that was dehumanization we just got caught up sort of in this cycle of dehumanization so what we were trying to do was really rehumanize everybody <laughs> that had been caught mm-hmm. up in that process and it was new it was different people did not really know what to think about it. Um, They were sort of like, "Mm, I don't know why I'd want to help an abortion clinic worker. I don't know why I'd want to help an abortionist. You know, they've sort of made their bed now they can lie in it. But, um, I think it was because we just really didn't see them as real people. We just didn't see them as human beings worthy of redemption. But once we started putting, you know, faces and names on these people, um, things started to change, and it was really beautiful to see that change, because now we see these workers speaking out all over the country, all over the world, and their stories are making a difference, and it's softening the hearts of, yes, other abortion clinic workers, yes, people who are considering abortion, yes, women who have had abortions, but it's also, it has softened the heart of our own movement, and that has been a really beautiful thing to witness.
0: Mm, Yes. And I think when something um, that is so wrong as abortion is in your face and you feel like someone has participated in it, it's hard to tap into that mercy because it is an objective evil. Yeah. But like you're saying, it's it's not like we need to see the person as evil. And and what I really liked in your book is you're talking about how, you know, those who work in the abortion industry are not our enemy. You know, the devil is our enemy. And, and Jesus has overcome death and destruction and evil. So he's already won the war. We don't have to worry about that. And I love how you're saying those in the abortion industry are mission field and how, you know, this, we can be an echo of God's mercy with these people. And I like that you're saying people's hearts were softened because, you know, out of, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So people say some really mean things when their heart is hardened to people. Um, So let's talk about just a practical scenario. So most of the moms listening are Christian moms and we don't know their past we don't know anything about the specific listener but we know that we're all in need of God's mercy we all are sure so let's talk to that listener and remind her why she needs God's mercy and then let's say she's having a conversation with a friend who opens up to her and says hey I you know I I have had an abortion and and just leaves it there hanging in this conversation and you don't know what to do with it. You don't know how to be merciful. You don't know how to react like you want to be horrified you want to be merciful. You Just so many things can go through your head, right? So let's first remind moms that they need God's mercy no matter what they've done in their past because we're all sinners and we need his mercy each day. And then let's say this mom has had this conversation with a friend who, who's opened up to her and said, hey, I've had an abortion. How does she come alongside her? How does she support her? How does she reflect God's mercy? So I mean, these, it, these are important converse- questions to have. What does she do in this conversation? Yeah,
1: so, you know, first I would, you know, say, I mean, first, as soon as someone, you know, comes up to me and they say, you know, um, they open up to me about their abortion, their past abortion experience. I mean, the first thing I do is I just say a prayer. And I'm like, mm. you know, come Holy Spirit. You know, I want yes. my words to be God's words. I do not want it to be, oh well, according to the opinion of Abby Johnson, right? I want. Mm. I mean, I want you know, I want the Holy spirit to be infused in everything that I'm saying. So that's like the first thing that I do and to recognize that I want my words to her to be merciful. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, and then I also sort of, you know, always we can look to the ministry of Christ. So while Christ was on this earth and, you know, in his 33 years and, he was doing his ministry, you know, he walked alongside many people who um who, you know, confessed to him these huge sins, right? Um, you know, and and a lot and when he would come alongside these people, he was always very inquisitive inquisitive. When people asked Jesus a question, he almost always responded with a question. Um and so I think that is a good example for us as well. And so that's really what I try to do. So if someone comes to me and says, you know, I've had an abortion and, and I don't really know where that's leading or um, how they feel about it, then that's really my question. You know, I'll say, you know, how how, how does that sit with you today? How how are you feeling about that now? Um, and it just sort of leaves the door open for them to discuss their feelings. And a lot of times if someone is coming up to you and, and saying something like that, it's because they are having some some regret. Um, they are having some feelings that they're really grappling with. And, you know, if they say, oh, well, it, was, it was a great mistake. I, I really am regretting it. Um, then that's an opportunity for you to say, you know, I'm so sorry to, to hear about that. I am so sorry that you are struggling right now. Um, how can I, how can I be here to help you and let them open up, let them talk about their story. Um, and, and then, you know, I think that we as women need to know some resources, Um, You know, maybe if we've had an abortion, you know, have we gone through some healing on our own? You know, did we go through post-abortion Bible studies? You know, is that something that we can offer to these women as well if they're struggling? Um, If you don't know about any, I'm going to give you the website to one. It's called supportafterabortion.com. And they run groups, they have individual sessions, they do it online, they do it in person, many, many different opportunities for women and men to find healing after abortion. So it's just supportafterabortion.com. You can give them that resource and let them sort of, you know, find out the best uh, best way for them to heal. Now, it may be a situation where they say, you know, well, I had an abortion and uh, I, don't, I, I don't feel any regret about it at all. And if you are a pro-life person, you may say, well, gosh, I don't even know how to, I don't know how to handle that. Right. Mm -hmm. That's still a moment though, where we want the Holy Spirit to be definitely in our words. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. And so it's
1: still a moment where I, I'm like, come Holy Spirit. (laughs) Right. Yes. And um, because, you know, this may be, and I heard this, I don't know who said it, but I heard it a long time ago. Somebody said, you know, you may be the only Bible that someone reads. And so I want to make sure yes. that you know my words are uh, I want to make sure that i'm I'm an ambassador of Christ, right in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so then what I may say to that woman is, you know, um, you know can you can you help me understand, you know what it was that um, made you feel like abortion was the best decision for you? And mm-hmm. generally? They will begin to open up. They'll begin to talk about, you know, what that was. Um, And then I'll start asking some other questions like, you know, if you would have had better support, if you would have had financial help, if you would have had support with your other children, if you would have had, you know, this or that, um, do you think that maybe you wouldn't have had an abortion? Um, And usually they will say, you know, yes, support was an issue for them. That's usually why they chose abortion. And then that leads into a great opportunity for me to talk about pro-life resources that are out there, like pregnancy resource centers, like loveline.com, um, so many other opportunities that are available for, for women who are in crisis pregnancies. And I'll say, you know, did you, did you know that those were out there, that those are available to women? Um and they may have a misunderstanding about what those ministries are all about, what they're, what those organizations are all about. And so sometimes it can open up a really good dialogue. Um, and you know what, sometimes it, you know, they may become argumentative because they may be a person that's hurting. I'm not going to argue with the person, um, about my beliefs. It's just not something I'm going to do. So if it does become that way, I just simply say, you know, well, you know, we clearly have a difference of opinion. Thank you so much for sharing yours with me. And I just pray for them and, and walk away. Um, but I, you know, speak truth. You plant that seed of truth and then you just walk away and you just have to allow the Holy Spirit to to have that truth grow in their life. And you never know when that will be, but you've done your job.
0: That's so good. Wow. The asking of questions I mean, isn't that true in every area of our life? <laughs> yeah, Anytime totally. We're having a conversation with somebody, even our little kids asking questions. It really gets people to open their heart. And like you were saying, soften their heart. And that's when Jesus can enter in. I mean he can't enter in unless we open that door and allow him. So obviously if someone's telling us their story, they're opening their heart a little bit to us. Maybe it's like a very small door that's cracked open. But if it's cracked open a little bit, there's some room to to be that echo of God's mercy. And Just for the moms listening, maybe they haven't um had anybody talk with them about, you know, their own abortion. Maybe the mom listening hasn't had an abortion, so she can't totally relate to this conversation, but somehow wants to be an echo of God's mercy in her everyday life in in small ways. Um, how could you just maybe share a Bible verse or encourage that mom listening that God's fierce mercy is for these big things like you know for someone who's had an abortion or you know some other maybe public sin or something that that seems really big yes god's fierce mercy is for those sins but it's also for the small sins that we that we commit each day those those little things that seem small but That are still, you know, things that we don't want to be doing anymore. So how could you encourage that mom about how God's fierce mercy is for her right here, right now, today, in the midst of her busy mom life? Yeah,
1: I mean, I I think that, you know, we have to believe in God's goodness. We have to believe in his greatness. And we have to believe, this is going to sound silly, but we have to believe in his bigness.
0: right? Mm, yes. so
1: God is so big and we are so small. I mean, when we think about just how big and great and incredible God is, we are just so small. And that means that in, in the big, in the grand scheme of things, our burdens to our great God are so small. And, you know, we can lay them on him, and he will take them, and they are light for him, right? That's what the Bible says. Like, our burdens to him, he can carry them, and it's, like, not a thing, you know? He can carry them for us. They feel so big for us, but it's so light for him. And he wants to take that away from us no matter what it is. And so all we have to do is just lay it at his feet. We just have to say, okay, God, I can't handle this anymore. I need you to handle it. And he will, and he wants to. And um, But all of that stuff that we carry, all it does is separate us from God. All it does is separate us from his grace, from discernment, from, you know, mercy, all of that. And that's not what we want. And so, you know, I would say there are so many... Well, I get emails from moms all the time. They're like, Heavy, I just want to do something great. I feel like God is is, you know, wanting me to do something big for him. He's wanting me to do something great for him. And I'm like, Mom, you know, mama, you are doing something great. You are raising up little soldiers for the Lord. That is the calling that God has put on your life right now. And that's the greatest calling that He gives us as women. And so don't feel restless in that. You know, I think sometimes our sin makes us restless. And so what I would say to you is to when you place your sin upon the Lord, when you place your burden upon the Lord, he will give you rest and he will make your restless heart feel um, complete and he will make you feel like, okay, this is enough. But I think as long as we carry burdens, we do feel that restlessness in in our spirit. And so, you know, just lay that on him and, and he will make you feel fulfilled. He will make you feel whole. But we just have to continue to draw closer and closer and closer to him. But, you know, I don't I, I hate when moms feel like they're not doing enough by raising their children. You that is your vocation. You know, being, being a wife, being a mom, that is your vocation. That is your primary vocation. And, you know, people are like, oh, but look at you, you're doing so much. Listen, nothing I do in the pro-life movement is ever as great as what I do as a wife and mom. That is what God has called me to be. And that is what, if you are, if you're a wife, if you're a mom, that's what God has called you to be. And so, you know, feel fulfilled in that. And, and have great hope in in what you are ushering into the future because of what God has called you to do.
0: Amen to all of that, Abby. So good. And friends, you can get Abby's book, Fierce Mercy, anywhere books are sold. It's so good. And she goes more into this in depth about her journey, you know, working in the pro-life movement and God revealing to her how important it is, her vocation as a wife and mom, and it's just incredible to read about that, Abby, especially as someone who's followed you for a while. So, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for writing this book, Fierce Mercy. And, mama friends, go get yourself a copy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening to Mom's Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, friend. I'm so grateful for you. Let's connect. On my email list, go to bit.ly forward slash monthly happy mail, and we can be email besties. What do you think? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Have a joy-filled day. Bye for now. Bye for now.